When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, it is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. How are you? How am I, you ask? I am fantastic. Yes, day one, full day, minus shoulder surgery sling. 45 days of sling wearing, gone. History, have a nice day. The burn party, we are having a burn party for the sling. Uh, we're spo- it, you know, it's blizzard, oh my gosh, we'll talk about the huge snowmageddon coming. Um, the horrors of snow uh, coming. And we may just, I was going to burn it last night, burn the sling, but I thought, you know, it might just get colder this weekend. We may need it for heat at the house. So we'll wait and we'll just use it for heat in the living room because of snowmageddon. But Jeff, you're in Texas and it's only going to get a little cold. It's not, I know, but you never, you never know. You never know. We're going to shut down everything. We'll get to that. But I am excited about not having the sling. I'll tell you that. Um, it feels good. I can drive again. Amazingly, was able to drive to work today. No one happier than my wife. No one happier than my wife. Except for maybe Keith Malinak, one of the producers of the Glenn Beck radio program, who was kind enough to give me a ride most mornings to the office. And all the other mornings, my wife did it. Uh, while it's nice to have a driver, it's a different thing having a driver when you can sit back, maybe do some work, scroll through some stories, send some emails, rather than sit in the car with your sling, try to get comfortable, wait to get where you're going. Whole different thing whole different thing there's so many stories to get to we will have to talk a little bit of politics although you know by this time of the week i can't take it anymore so it's going to be very little i promise you 
the Blaze Television Network having a big day in New Hampshire. Um, we'll be covering the town hall. There's a town hall spokes thing going on in New Hampshire. All the uh, candidates are there except for Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. Cruz in Iowa. I don't know where Trump is. I really don't care. We'll talk a little bit about his little Twitter tirade. And then you can ask yourself, is this the guy you want? If it is, great. Good for you. But this guy is out of control. Now, I will say, I went yesterday, you know, to the dock for my sling, for my shoulder. And, you know, they took it off and how's it going and everything fine. Okay. Now, I I haven't started any major rehab yet. Okay. So it's just minor big rubber band rehab. We've talked about that already before in the last couple of weeks. So moving, you hold your arm out and moving left to right, right to left. Plenty of strength. I'm good. Right. Pushing out. Oh, my gosh. And reaching up. Oh. Oh, that really hurts. And don't forget, Jeff, you had really two really bad tears, and we had to scrape out a lot of stuff, and then you rotate her cuff, and we put the 3D-printed pig bone screw in your bones, so don't forget you've still got that, but regular, real hard rehab will start next week, and push yourself really hard to get that movement back. Okay, I will thank you. I will thank you, because... Uh, you know, I can actually tie my shoes again. It was an exciting moment in my life when I could put my socks and shoes on and tie them. It started where I could put the socks on, and then you slide the shoes on, but you can't quite get that tying down. Man, it's good to get that back. And no one happier than my wife on that either. <laughs> if you think... Independence is a big thing in your life. Think again. Because when you lose it, you realize how important it is. And that, my friends, is the same thing with the country overall. Once you lose it, you better hope there's rehab. And the rehab better be good. Because if you don't do the rehab good, you're not coming back full strength. And right now, we need a serious, serious rehabilitation for my shoulder and the country. Same thing. Working to get that independence back. But it takes a little bit longer to get it back than it did if you just kept it. Right? Right. So I'm looking through the stories, what to talk to you about, and I see a big story about uh, Walmart and the uh, National Labor Relations Board judge that ruled, hey, Walmart unlawfully disciplined workers because they staged protests. So those employee actions were protected under the National Labor Relations Act. So Walmart's got to go back and pay them, give them their jobs back, and also have a meeting saying it's okay to protest. It's okay to protest, and we won't hold anything against you, okay? We promise. We promise. And then there's another big Walmart story where they're 
going into Silicon Valley and trying to expand their online streaming services because they've got a they're up against Amazon and so Walmart and Sam's Club is stepping up heading to Silicon Valley saying hey we're going to create a new group called Walmart Technology Walmart Technology it's a beautiful thing and then we get to the crux of the story Walmart closing 269 stores. I wonder if any of those stores where there were legal protests going on are going to be any of the stores that are shutting down. Yep, you can protest all you want. Yep. And boy, we are sorry. We didn't mean to do anything against you. Uh, We didn't mean to fire you. We didn't mean to dock your pay because you weren't here. You were out front protesting. We didn't mean any of that. And you know what? It's legal for you to protest and we're you know we're gonna pay you no problem we'll pay you the back pay and you know we we made up okay we're sorry oh by the way uh the store is closing so uh what uh, we're gonna give you uh we're gonna give you training if you need it uh and if we can find a place for you in a store that's close to one of the one, to the one that's closing we'll try to put you to the top of the list but good luck good luck god bless Closing 269 stores. And I was amazed at the one store that's close to my house that they're closing. I mean, I go buy it every day. And it's usually seems pretty busy. Seems pretty busy. But they're shutting her down, baby. And I might have to do that main corner that they're on is under this serious construction effort. And there was a McDonald's in that corner that moved prior to the construction. The McDonald's moved. They moved down the road about a mile. And when they moved, everybody, my, everyone that drives by there, I know several people that do on a regular basis, we all said, man, that's weird. How's a McDonald's? You know, this move. They're never coming back. Because the original sign was like, we're, we're temporarily moving for... Or, you know, building a new store or something because they tore it down and built a brand new store about a mile away. So, you know, they're not coming back to that corner. And that corner is, you know, the Walmart neighborhood market. One of the anchors, Hobby Lobby's in that strip mall as well. And, you know, several, a bunch of other stores. And not that I noticed, but a Dunkin' Donuts right on the corner as well. Across the street is a Wendy's. They closed. A Wendy's shut down. Shut down. Amazing. All this construction. Cars are down to two lanes and trying to make turns. Nobody can get in or out. That Walmart neighborhood market is one of the stores that they're shutting down at the end of the month. Unbelievable. I was like, why are they closing that? So I wonder if those people were some of the protesters. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. Although there are some people in Texas that believe that. But it's amazing that they're shutting them down and they're they're nice about it. They're saying, Hey, we're gonna give you we'll give you help, we'll give you you know, where where we can where we can we'll give you uh you know, we'll give you some money. Then we'll give you some give you some interview training. So if you got have to go out and look for new work, no problem. 
But uh, and look, we'll if we can if we can transfer you to a closer store. If there's a place for you, we'll get you in. But if there's not, mm, sorry, sorry. It's okay to protest, though. You keep on protesting, okay? You keep on protesting. Because we already said we're going to raise the wa- raise the wages. And what did everyone say when they talked about, you know, if all these stores raise their wages, what has to fold? They're not, they don't want to raise prices. Hmm. They don't want to raise prices. They're going to be paying employees more. What is going to happen? Oh, A, they have to raise prices and business drops down, which means they have to cut down on employees. Or I know shut down stores and a whole bunch of people lose their job. That's what you get. That's what you get. Right? (laughs) Absolutely, that's what you get. But then, you have a story of the America's most future-ready cities. Future-ready cities. Future-ready cities. The future. I will say Dallas-Fort Worth, number 10 on that list. Number 10. Now, the way they ranked them, the primary characteristics of the future-ready economies is the ability to attract people who are engaged in an open to lifelong learning that drives innovation, businesses that thrive in collaborative environments, and infrastructure that provides platforms for people to engage, collaborate, learn, and innovate. Number one on the list. Well, we'll start at number 10. I already told you that. DFW. Number nine, Portland, Oregon. Number eight, Denver, Colorado. Number seven, Seattle, Washington. Still haven't named a city I want to live in except for Dallas, Fort Worth. Number six, Raleigh, North Carolina. Maybe. Number five, Austin, Texas. Number four, Boston, Massachusetts. Probably a city shut down today. Washington, D.C., shut down today. San Francisco, California, San Jose, California, coming in at number one. Are we, are we, do we want to live in California? They're future-ready cities? New York is number 11 on the list, by the way. So where I'm broadcasting from today in DFW and where the controls are in New York, 10th and 11th on the list of future-ready cities. Yay, we're on the list. Yay, we're on the list. We actually have humans that made it to the office today in New York because uh, they were concerned they weren't going to make it. Snow, ice, blizzard warnings, 40-mile-an-hour winds, highways shut down. I heard the news driving in. Drivers stranded in Kentucky on 75, I-75. Come on now. Is it a surprise the storm was coming? You knew it was coming. Get your butt home. And for most of the places, you pretty much live in an area where it stormed before. Amazing to me that these places all just freak out. It's going to be a winter and it's going to storm and we're going to have to stay in and we can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's what happens. Amazing. It's winter. I remember growing up in Michigan, 
I couldn't wait to get out of there because of winter. But my mom worked for the telephone company, a company that had to be open all the time. So during the winter storms, when everyone was shut up, shut down, couldn't go out, you know, the big phone trucks would come and everybody would stay at my house. All these workers would stay at my house and they'd bring food and we had, you know, we had a couple fireplaces in the house and we'd be in the house and they would, they would uh, take shifts working and the big phone trucks would come, pick them up, take them back, take them to the phone company, work, come back. Amazingly. And everyone was okay with it. You want to know why? Because it was winter and that's what happens. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it, 888-900-3393. If you are feeling the effects of uh, Jonas, Winter Storm Jonas, the blizzard of 2016, 888-900-3393. And uh, tell me uh, how you're feeling the effects. I don't want to hear from you if you call it. Nothing. I'm, I'm braving the storm. I just walked outside. Nothing. But I would like to hear if people are actually uh, feeling the effects of Jonas Blizzard 2016. And I started to worry for people in New York, uh, in the city of New York, in Manhattan, because how are they going to be able to use the Guy-Fi male pleasuring himself relief centers on the street in Manhattan. How are they going to use that in the cold storm? So I see this ad where they have booths now, old phone booths set up with curtains, and they're saying that, you know, on the streets, saying that it's a place where men could go to relieve themselves sexually. And I thought that could not be true. And then I thought, well, it's New York. It's believable enough. I mean, I could, I could actually see it. I mean, it's not like you haven't seen it on the street anyway. 
If you walk the streets of New York, you've pretty much seen everything happen. Top to bottom. So it's not surprising that perhaps someone would start setting up little booths so men could go in there and relieve themselves sexually with, uh, you know, Wi-Fi so they'd be able to get a signal to their phone so they could watch whatever they wanted to help them relieve themselves sexually. But, of course, no. It's not true. Ah, what? Darn it. It's not true. No. It, uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a sales. It's just an ad. It's just an ad. Um, it's a marketing gimmick for a, a sex toy company, Hot Octopus. Da! New York is, that's too nice for New York. Good marketing, though. I love that. The Guy-Fi booth is just a it's an advertisement for Hot Octopus. What? Come on. All right, fine. All right, fine. There isn't such a thing in New York as the Guy-Fi booth. Except for, you know, one or two that they're out there just for an ad. So... What happens when you go in? I mean, do you go in and then all you see is just an ad for Hot Octopus? You know somebody's going to use it for what they think it's for. All right. Make sure you pull the curtain. Come on. Snowmageddon next, I promise. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pure Opelka, Mike Opelka coming up immediately after this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Doc and Skip are going to join you for a special broadcast at 10 to noon Eastern uh, as we give you a little coverage of the New Hampshire Town Hall going on today uh, on Blaze Radio. And you'll also get uh, full coverage of the Town Hall all day on uh, the Blaze Television Network. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, rounding out your Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. You can always follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, JeffyMRA. So how are you faring with the storm, Jonas? Yeah? You sure? Okay. You can go to theblaze.com. We've got uh, some great uh, some great coverage there where you can get uh, live updates in your neck of the woods and what's going on. I'm sure... This is the time that you want to uh, work for the Weather Channel because that's the time. I mean, the Weather Channel is a place to be now. My man Jim Cantore, he's out there in the storm. You know he's buried in a snowdrift somewhere. If only I had cable, I could watch the Weather Channel again. So I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at uh, some weather sites last night, and I find Blizzard 2016. Frequently asked questions about Blizzard 2016. And then I hear reports on local television about what's happening around the country and what's going on. It's the Blizzard and it's Jonas and it's uh, 
it's snowmageddon and the snows are coming and some states are worried and airlines are shutting down hundreds if not thousands of flights today and some states are have already issued uh hey emergency we're shutting down everything new jersey new jersey governor christie shut it down last night uh chris have you even got a snowflake in your state yet today uh, perhaps maybe the buses could run. I don't know. Maybe till noon anyway. It's okay, though. It's your state. Do what you want. I'd rather have you doing that than running for president. But, hey, that's okay. And I'm sure you've heard all the reports of things coming on and what's going on. But one of my favorite, uh, it brought up memory of a television show that aired back in the dinosaur days of 1978 to 1982. The television show, WKRP in Cincinnati. (laughs) This is Les Nesman reporting. Just been received on the WKRP teletype. Monster lizard ravages East Coast. (laughs) Officials say this lizard, the worst since 78... Has devastated transportation, disrupted communications, and left many hundreds homeless. Monster lizard. The wire service never lies. Less the B is out on the printer. It's monster blizzard. <laughs> turning to the local scene. There you go. Move on. Less doesn't. Oh, we're done. Uh, turning to the local scene. We're done. So today's monster lizard coming at you, Jonas. Blizzard 2016, Snowmageddon. Mark, where are you at? How are you faring? Uh, we're up here in Maryland, and, uh, you know, we're uh, neighbors watching neighbors up here. Uh, we've got a little, uh, what do you call it, telephone conga line going. We're checking on each other, especially those that are uh, really up there in age. And uh, I like to hear that. You know, if the power goes out, uh, hey, our homes are open. Uh, we got gas heat systems, or you got fireplaces and stuff, and and you put a big old pot of chili or chicken soup <laughs> on the stove and just kick back, make some cornbread. And there you go. So you, how much how much snow how much snow have you got on the ground now? Uh, a little over twelve inches, and they're calling for another twelve to twenty. Wow! So you uh, you will get some serious snow. Yeah. I hope that power lasts for you. Good luck. Oh, if it don't, we'll break out the lanterns and the candles and try to read by that light. There you go. Thank you. Good luck. You know, Mark, that's a great point. And it, what one of the things that he talked about was neighbors watching neighbors. But one of the things that uh, what is amazing about uh, how he's reacting to the storm is how you should react because it's winter. Ugh. So on this site. They're going to give you some answers to some of the frequently asked questions about snowmageddon. And the first question is, how much snow am I going to get? So they give you the radar of the where you, where the most snow is going to, the most snow is going to be. And guess what? It ain't in Jersey, Chris Christie. But hey, it's okay. It's okay. Now, 
yeah, but how much snow am I going to get? They're calling for your town could get 8 to 12 inches of snow from this storm. You know, less ice mixes. That's really not that bad. If you live in the Northeast, anywhere from, I don't know, the Midwest to the Northeast, it's really not that bad. Come on now. I realize it shuts down some of the public transportation and shuts down the roads, and it takes a day or two to shovel out. But there's the equipment up there, and they're prepared for it. So it's not that big a deal. And like Mark, you should be prepared at your home, too. That's something that we've talked about here on the Blaze Radio Network and the Blaze Television Network for quite some time. Being prepared in the eventuality there's a storm. Okay? Let's find some more questions, frequently asked questions. When will the worst happen? Uh, Friday through Saturday, duh. Is this really the worst storm that's ever happened? This storm has a chance to break snowfall records in several places. It could be one of the top two or three storms ever recorded in Washington, D.C. For example, if it stays all snow, cities in southern Virginia and North Carolina could come close to breaking all-time records. When was the last time we had a storm like this? Never! The last time you had a storm like this in the mid-Atlantic was during the blockbuster Blizzard Fest during the winter of 2009-2010. Wait, what? Three major storms. You know, when we were living in Pennsylvania, when the heck was I living in Pennsylvania? Seems like another lifetime ago now. Must have been 10, right? 2010 to for a couple years. We had a couple of big winter storms, man. Snowed you in. Trains shut down. And then guess what? They came back on. They shoveled out. We were able to get back into the city. Amazing. I have a flight out of Dulles at 8.30 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> Answered, not anymore. will the next flight be canceled yes (laughs) what about saturday yes will the airports reopen well of course the airports are going to reopen this is their answer it's not so much an issue of the airport being closed as the airlines canceling all their flights airplanes and frozen uh, precipitation don't play well together and of course airlines aren't thrilled with the sight of planes full of people falling out of the sky it's amazing I wish I had a job where you could be wrong all the time and still get paid. (laughs) The answer, I hope your pants rip when you're far away from home. That's funny. You know, weather people, really, they're not wrong all the time. It's a good joke, but they really are not wrong all the time. Weather, Weather is hard to predict, okay? Sticking up for the weather people, okay? The Virginia Snowstorm Actual Action Authority 3000 Facebook page said that we were going to get. <laughs> that page is also run by your friend's 12-year-old cousin. Ignore it. That's funny. That's funny. Is this El Nino making landfall? That question makes me want to take up drinking. That's very funny. Very funny. Blizzard 2016 frequently asked questions. Now, look, do you need to be prepared? Yes. Can bad things happen? Absolutely. But just be ready to hunker down. I really don't I don't understand the freaking out of getting ready to hunker down. I, I seriously, if 
it's going to be a storm. Uh, stay inside. You don't need to go anywhere. In Dallas, we get two inches of snow and ice and everything shuts down. And you know what happens? <laughs> we stay inside. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show? Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. If not, sit down, relax, take it easy. I'm here for you. I got you. Don't worry about it. I know it's Snowmageddon. People uh, on Twitter are uh, telling me that uh, you know it's nothing to worry about. Uh, okay, good for you. They're uh, from uh, tweeted from taxed to death. Uh, here in the volunteer state, if you don't know what state that is, I'm not telling you. Here in the volunteer state, we got plenty of wood, alcohol, gas, and ammo. Bring it. Eight inches of dusting. There you go. So people in Tennessee, I, I mean the volunteer state, are uh, are hanging in there okay. And most people, if you live in the Midwest, you sh- you're prepared. I mean, come on. If you're not prepared and you live in the Midwest, move somewhere else. Seriously, get out of there right now. I did. I couldn't take it. I did everything. I mean, I could not wait to get out of Michigan. And I I love Michigan. And it would be a great place. You know what? The North is a great place to live if you don't have to go out. Because when stuff like this happens, the people who are getting in trouble are the people that think they have to go out. They've got to work. and, And most of them do. I mean, that's, I mean, you got to get out, right? You got to work. You got to provide for your family. So then, you know, that's how bad things happen in big storms. If you could live up north and on your own terms so that big storms, it's extra cold, it's rainy, big storm, you know, storms weekend like this, it's going to be, you know, a week of snow and cold and just walk over to the blinds and look outside and go, not going out there today. Just staying right here. It's all good. It's beautiful. Go to the other blind. Open the window and look out on the lake. It's frozen. Snow coming down. Winds, 30 mile an hour gusts. No problem. You've got the wood out back, cut up. Fireplaces cranking. You lose power, so use an extra blanket. Stay by the fire. Right? That's the way to live in those places. But I knew I couldn't do that. I don't have your money. I didn't have the money that you have. So I was ready to go to Florida, which I did. I wanted warmth. I wanted beach. And you still get storms there. So you have to be prepared anywhere you live. And like Florida with the hurricanes, uh, all the people in the Northeast knew this storm was coming. Not a big surprise. So you're able to be prepared. Right? Right. Congratulations to the most divisive people in the world today in America. Um, the most, one of the most divisive people I would have to say right now is Donald J. Trump. If you like him, good for you. But I would 
ask that you take another look at him. Okay? He went on a little Twitter tirade. And let's start with tweet number one yesterday. Just watch Jeb's ad where he desperately needed mommy to help him. Jeb, dash, dash, dash. Mom can't help you with ISIS, the Chinese, or with Putin. Next. Last night, about 30 minutes later, at Brent Bozell, one of the National Review lightweights, came to my office begging for money like a dog. Why doesn't he say that? Because you've already said, Don, that everybody came to you for money. Why do we have to talk about it? You've said it. They all came to me for money. They all wanted deals. Next, a minute later, the only reason irrelevant at Glenn Beck doesn't like me is I refuse to do his failing show. Asked many times. Very few listeners. Sad. Is that right, Don? Is that right? Number two most listened to radio show in America. <laughs> okay. Another A minute later, Cruz says I supported TARP, which gave $25 million to Goldman Sachs, the bank which loaned him the money he didn't disclose. Puppet. Okay, so we already know that Don is, owes money to and has loans with every Wall Street bank. 30 minutes later, Cruz did not renounce his Canadian citizenship as a U.S. senator. Only when he started to run for POTUS, he could be Canadian prime minister. Next, four minutes later, is Cruz honest? He is in bed with Wall Street and is funded by Goldman Sachs slash City. Low interest loans, no legal disclosure, and never sold off assets. Yeah, he never sold off his assets because he borrowed money against them and then paid it back, Don. If you want this guy, good for you. We'll get to the five most racially divisive people in 2016. You probably already know who they are, but let's just remind each other who they really are. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can always follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, JeffyMRA. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Doc and Skip are going to do a special broadcast here on the Blaze Radio Network from 10 to noon with our coverage from New Hampshire. 
Blaze Television Network will be carrying that all day long with special coverage. Pat and Stu, myself, Doc and Skip, Lawrence Jones. I don't know if Dana's supposed to be here or not. I know she was in Vegas all week, uh, so I don't know if she's going to be back for this or not. I She probably is not. But we will give you some special coverage all day long uh, on the Blaze Television Network. And you get a couple hours on the Blaze Radio Network before Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Pag step in to round out your Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. Those of you that are in a storm and thinking, hey, we should go to a hotel. How about that? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, a new study titled Hotel Hygiene Exposed, and who hasn't looked for that study in your life? Hotel Hygiene Exposed finds that the average hotel room has more bacteria than a typical home, airplane, or school now, the project manager for Travel Math, hey, we're not trying to scare anybody. Uh huh. They used teams of researchers armed with cotton swabs and plastic bags to test rooms in nine different hotels. They tested three star, four star, and even five star hotels in a variety of locations for the study. The results came in. Four-star and five-star hotels actually tended to be dirtier than the less luxurious three-star hotels. Now, they, the team swabbed the same four services in each hotel room. The bathroom counter, the remote control, the desk, and the phone. Now, ask yourself, I wonder what was the dirtiest thing in the study? Right? Because they bathroom counter, pretty nasty. Desks, everybody puts their stuff on there. The phone, right? The remote control, right? Right. Now, what do you think was the dirtiest of all? Ooh. What do you think it was? I guessed it right away. That's the remote control. Nasty. Now they talk about you can wipe it down. I mean, you can just you can come in and wipe it down all you want. And wipe the phone down, and the desk, the bathroom counter. But nobody thinks, you know, very few people think about the remote control because you just grab it. It's a habit to grab it and start flicking through the channels and turn the TV on. Nasty. One of the things that they talked about doing in this study that I thought was actually Genius. Because I didn't think of it. If I'd have thought of it, then it wouldn't have been genius. Is when you go to the hotel room, you put the remote in a plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag, and just use the remote in there. Huh? I thought that was pretty smart. Now, you could, I don't know, wipe it off. And not use the plastic bag and hope that you get it all. I've told you before, I have a friend that, uh, you know, talks about going into any hotel room. And he rips off the sheets and the blankets and the pillowcases, all of it. A, to check for uh, uh, bed bugs. And B, all that stuff is dirty. Throw it out in the hall, call down the lobby. I want all fresh stuff. They bring up fresh stuff, right? So at least you hope that that's clean stuff. Because they would be bringing you stuff that's been washed and folded and cleaned and ready to go. 
and not just reuse the same sheets, comforters, pillowcases, right? Right. So just remember that. The desk, the phone, bathroom counter, and the most nasty of all, the remote control for that television. Nasty. After seeing the list, I, 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 that's why I, th- I knew it was the remote control. I knew it because everybody thinks it's the phone or you think it's the bathroom counter. But it's the remote control because nobody thinks about cleaning it. They, they sneeze. They cough. They eat. They guy-fi. All of it. And nobody cleans it. I mean, you might get a quick wash. <laughs> You might get a quick wash, maybe, maybe, from uh, from one of the cleaning people, but that's it. So I'm looking through this list of phobias, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I don't know that I have any of these strange phobias. I've got a lot of issues, a lot of syndromes. I've got, there's one new f- syndrome that I believe I have, but these phobias, I don't know that I... There's a list here of the weird phobias, A to Z. And I don't know that I have uh, that I have any of them. And they go through, you know, the alphabet, of course, and they give you one for each, each phobia. Arachibutryphobia. Butrophobia. Arachibutrophobia. Iraq. I can't even pronounce it, so I'm not going to. St- I'm just going to stop saying it. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. This unusual phobia can result in panic and choking. <laughs> I definitely don't have the phobia of peanut butter sticking to the roof of my mouth. Okay, definitely. Boogie phobia. The fear of the boogeyman. Come on now. Adults suffer from it, despite knowing their terror is irrational. Right. Of course, the uh, colorophobia, the fear of clowns. Yes. Ooh. Now, they're saying that uh, the full-blown phobia is relatively rare. I don't know that I believe that. I know a lot of people that are freaked out by clowns. A lot of people. Of course, the, uh, you know, the dentophobia, fear of the dentist. Uh, emetophobia, the fear of vomiting. Fear of vomiting. Okay, Whatever. It's not widely diagnosed, even though it's fairly prevalent. According to Anxiety UK, who doesn't read that, it's up 3% of men, 7% of women. Wow. The fear of cold things, frigophobia. Stop it. These, these are psychiatrists coming up with things just to cover their expenses. Stop it. I believe you have frigophobia. I know, I do, really just don't like taking things out of my refrigerator because it's cold. Do you know what that is? That's frigophobia. Ugh, stop it. Jurassicophobia. No, not the fear of Jurassic Park, but the fear of growing old. People are terrified of their body changing and aging and will often go to drastic measures like surgery to hide it. <gasps> no one wants to be old. No. That's a huge phobia. Okay. The fear of being touched. Happy he phobia. Ooh. I don't know. I might have that one. 
<laughs> Isolophobia, fear of solitude or being alone. Nobody likes to be alone, right? So you do have isolophobia. Jangalophobia, the fear of jelly. Stop it. That is just like frigophobia, the fear of jelly. They watch some horror flick, jelly, God mad in the 50s, and now they're afraid of jelly? Stop it. The fear of thunder and lightning, coronaphobia. Okay. The fear of loud noises, ligrophobia. Right, ligrophobia. I can't even pronounce these stupid phobias. I just love the fear of loud noses. I love what the phobias say they do because they're they're not true. They're not true. You can't tell me someone has a frigophobia. I want to meet the person. If you have frigophobia, 888-900-3393. I want to talk to you. I want to know how it was diagnosed. I want to know why you have it, how long you've had it. I would like to sit you down on the sofa and we'll talk. Okay? You and I. Frigophobia. Okay? Mysophobia, the fear of being contaminated with dirt or germs. That one, a lot of people, I mean, that's, I don't know that I have the fear of being contaminated, but I don't want to mess with the the dirt and the germs thing. I'm over that in my life. Okay. But it's a good thing. You know, I mean, if you're a kid, you're supposed to get dirty. You're supposed to go let them outside and play. Okay. They're supposed to get dirty so that they get some germs in them and you feel better. Right. I mean, that's supposed to. Nobody does it anymore, but that's what they're supposed to do. Radiophobia, the fear of x-rays or radiation. Okay. Fear of choking or being smothered. Ignophobia. Obesophobia, the fear of gaining weight. I most definitely don't have that. Obesophobia. I'm closer to frigophobia than obesophobia, I'll tell you that. (laughs) The fear of gaining weight. No, I have no fear of gaining weight because... It's all I do. Wow. Radiophobia, the fear of x-rays, radiation. Yeah, 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 we got that. The fear of sleep, somniophobia. The fear of sleep. Freaking out, I don't Do we have somebody with frigophobia on the line yet? I want to find out if that's actually, that cannot be a real thing. No one will ever call on that, ever, because it's not real. The fear of being buried alive. I mean, we all kind of have that fear, right? Nobody wants to be buried alive. Tapiphobia. Nobody wants to be buried alive. Okay. Urophobia, the fear of urinating. Stop it. You have the fear of urination? Maybe if you're a little kid. And it's usually not urination, it's number two. That's not a phobia. That's a little kid thinking they're losing part of their body. Once they get over that part, you're good. It's not a phobia. Vaccinophobia. Self-explanatory. Wiccophobia. Yes, fear of witches. Oh, yes, fear of witches. We can't have that. Xenophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what that is. Fear of foreigners and strangers. We all have that today. We don't want... If, you're, if you don't want refugees coming to this country, you have Xenophobia. And xenophobia, the fear of jealousy. Stop it. Stop it. Come on now. I still am going back. We're, we have frigophobia. F, right? The fear of cold things. 
Sufferers often bundle up in heavy clothes and blankets regardless of temperature. It nearly always stems from a negative experience in the past. (laughs) I was walking on a pond, and it broke through the ice in the winter. And I got really cold, and my dad pulled me out. And I went in, and they put me in a cold shower and then warmed me up so I wouldn't get frostbite. And now I have frigophobia. Come on now. Come on. And the fear of jelly. Janglophobia. Fear of jelly. No way. That's uh, This bizarre phobia is extremely rare and normally discovered in childhood. That's because it's not real. It's made up. Come on now. But this is something I think I have. It's the phantom vibration syndrome. I think I have this. And the story reads, is that your cell phone or just ringing in your ear? Do you ever think your phone is vibrating or ringing when it's not? Researchers have come up with a name for that. It's called phantom vibration syndrome. A study done at the Georgia Institute of Technology found that 90% of students feel phantom phone sensations. We're so in touch with our cell phones now. We're cyborgs, cyborgs practically. They're parts of us. A woman eating lunch at Metropolitan State University at Denver said that we feel like they're part of us now. New media and messages are exciting and rewarding. For some, they're an obsession. She suggested students take media fasts, but they typically report back they couldn't even go without their phones for an hour. Phantom vibration syndrome. It isn't physically painful, but some believe it's a warning the technology is taking away from human interaction. Do you think? Technology is taken away from human interaction. Ride the train someday. Take a look. Okay? Mass transit. Ride the buses someday. Take a look. Look around your home. See what's going on. Okay, let's see. Let's take a look around. Your kid's on a tablet, on the sofa. Right? Okay. Headphones on. Or down real low. Own world on the tablet. Uh, That's the youngest one. The oldest one, upstairs. Watching a movie. Um, streaming a movie, by the way. Uh, I'm downstairs working on a laptop. And my wife is in the office. Either, well, we'll say she's working. <laughs> Whatever. Going through pictures she took. And so, you know, going through pictures. So she's working. So uh, technology is taking away from human interaction. Yes, it is. But there are times when you have the power to say, okay, all right, let's sit down and be a family and talk, play games. You know, Do you know that you can learn more about your children by just playing a game? Oh, my God. Am I turning into some sort of parental advice show? Stop it. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, you sick freaks. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Sorry, I, get, I break in. I, I, I just have to say that from time to time. I find myself just saying it. <laughs> My kids are like, Dad, stop it. All right, you sick freaks. Stop it, Dad. All right, so you ready for the future? We talked about phantom vibration syndrome. The future. Okay? I just got a post on Facebook before we get to the future. (laughs) Very funny. Very funny. Uh, One of my, to Jeff Fisher Radio, I have reverse of frigophobia. It's causing my obesophobia. Think about it. Think about it. Very funny. Very funny. And I saw some other lines on Twitter, too. We'll get back to frigophobia because it can't be real. I'm sorry. It just can't be real. If you're a psychiatrist and you're listening to this program, please call 888-900-3393. We'll get you right on. I want to discuss frigophobia, and I want you to explain to me how that is a real thing. Okay? I wanted you to explain to me the jelly phobia. How that is a real thing. I don't buy it. Sorry, I don't buy it. I almost buy frigophobia more than I buy jellyphobia. Okay? Almost buy. Almost buy. Frigophobia over jellyphobia. Simply because, you know, who hasn't fallen through the ice as a kid and gotten really cold and, you know, froze their tush off for two or three hours until they got warmed up? I mean, every kid that lived up north in the winter has done that. What? Do you have it broken through the ice on a small pond in the winter? Yes. Yes. I think that comes from being overweight. But uh, yes, yes, I remember doing exactly that. And I didn't and I don't suffer from frigophobia. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just mentally stronger than most people who crack through the ice and get freezing cold pond water in their boots. But that's just me, I guess. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> I was just seeing some footage of the uh, Jersey Shore. It's starting to get hammered with Jonas right now, man. They've got a picture of this house. I'm glad I'm not in it. I mean, it's right on the Jersey Shore, and it is getting hammered. Wind, snow, the beaches. There's 15 feet waves just battering the beaches. I mean, you seriously would have to be hunkered down, man. That's some serious hunker down. I hope if you have a place on the Jersey Shore, you left. Okay. The rest of the state, though, you know, Chris, you really screwed a lot of people that planned on working today with your, uh, you know, with your decree of emergency and everything's going to shut down at 2 a.m. So we're not, you know, public transport's done. Caused a lot of people some issues, Governor Christie. Okay. Just saying. You did. Just saying. It's okay. 
whatever. You do whatever you got to do. Okay. I guess uh, also in uh, I-75, where the cars are all stuck, emergency crews are making their way with water, fuel, and snacks, trying to sort that out, get those people off the roads and get them home, hopefully, safely. And according to uh, the control room in New York, uh, starting to uh, come down in New York, and uh, some of the lights are out, and now it's dark and stormy. It's winter. It almost looks like a winter storm. Huh. <laughs> it's not going to be, there's going to be a lot of damage. And I, you know, we don't want any loss of life and we don't want anybody to get hurt. But come on now. It's winter. Okay. It's winter. Okay. Just remember that. All right. So the big Davos forum is going on. Yes, where it's snow and snow. What? It storms in Davos? Yes, it does. In the Swiss Alps? Yes. Yes, it does. And yet they still hold rich guy meetings there. (laughs) Yes, they do. And one of the big topics at rich guy meeting in Davos was killer robots must be stopped. They are all wound up about killer robots at Davos this year. And the story is... Unbelievable. They really are wound up because there are some countries that have more money and could actually build these robots while other countries don't have a lot of money. And that's the UN representative. I'm sorry, Angela Kane, the German UN high representative for disarmament affairs. Okay. You want to know what's wrong with the United Nations and governments in general? When you have a person that is considered the any country, this Angela came in particular is from Germany, uh, considered the high representative for disarmament affairs. Okay. It's been slow to take preemptive measures to protect humanity from the lethal technology. It also, she said, it may be too late. Oh, no. We must stop killer robots. Are they going to know on the battlefield if the person was a pilot who just parachuted out of his crashing plane? Will they know or will they just kill everyone in sight? We need humans running those. We're not talking about someone flying a drone. We're talking about robots all by themselves. I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. Pretty sure they'll figure it out. Uh, Robots don't kill anybody that has a blue stone on their uniform huh don't kill anybody that's wearing one of these tags what if the robot goes mad oh no oh no must stop killer robots for ethical reasons that's it they will kill almost anybody and they'll be going crazy and only the rich countries will be able to do it i fear it's too late it's too late Well, then we get the story from the U.S. military who wants to chip all their people so they can translate brain activity into binary code. I wonder why they want to do that. I wonder why the military would want to translate your brain activity into binary code. I wonder why they'd want to do that. Then you have the new documentary from Werner Herzog. Uh, Oh, my gosh. It's about robots. 
And unbelievable. Right. Right. Reveries of the connected world. Reveries of the connected world. So, trust me. It's all about robots. And how they're coming along. And I'm going to do a story next week uh, talking about they're going to have uh, Elon Musk. This guy just dreams up stuff. It's great. And then he's got the money to back it up. It's amazing. But uh, he's working on, uh, I forget what the, what it's called now, but it's it's like a bank, <laughs> a bank tube to get you across the country. We've joked around about it. Elon Musk is going to create it. This is going to be a bank tube to travel. You get in it, poof, you're there. I'd like to go to Atlanta. Boom. Okay, here you go. Huh? Kind of cool. I'm pretty sure the airlines would be against that. Although it'll probably be a lot more expensive than, I don't know, getting on a plane. Plus, tube accidents would be awful. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. It'll be it'll be fun because I'm I'm ready to uh I'm ready to do it. And they're all worried in Davos about the frightening possibility that we're going to have killer robots and it's going to be horrible and they're going to go crazy i think we've got a little while now do i think that it will come yeah probably it probably will um i'm pretty sure that uh you know we'll have a way to have the robots be the killer and to recognize who they're not supposed to kill and who they are okay uh and oh my gosh i know somebody could hack it and they could kill everyone. I got it. But I'm pretty sure they'll find a way. You'll you'll have a, a helmet with a beacon on it. And that robot, those robots know not to kill people wearing those helmets. What if the bad guys wear those helmets? Well, it'll be just like today then, won't it? Bad guys will be bad guys. Anyway, however, I think we have a while. And why do we have a while? Because we can't even get hoverboards on the market without them blowing up and burning. Okay. So I think we have a while before we have killer robots roaming around the earth. I mean, Amazon is already giving people money their money back because these hoverboards could burn. And we've already had people burn. Right? I mean, these hoverboards are burning. They're already Amazon is already giving refunds. Um because the government says you can get a refund. That's it. And they're really what it what it really is about is that they want to be able to get their government hands on the the hoverboard itself because that's the only thing they don't have their hands on. They have hands on other things. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission they have their hands on other things, but they don't have the exact hoverboard, which is pretty amazing. Because they have, uh, they've got dozens of fires. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Now they have uh, ways that they can get the battery packs, uh, and they have the. Uh, here's what they're mad about. Okay. They have specific components that the government has their hands on. Okay, but there is no government hands on the certification for the hoverboards themselves and that's what they want so even if they've made 18 million hoverboards and two of them started a fire 
which it's been a lot more, and it is a problem. And it's also, you know, I I believe that the reason it's a problem is that's why we're not going to have killer robots for a while. Okay, we can't get hoverboards not to burn. But the government wants their hooks in the hoverboards themselves, and they're going to get it. You guaranteed they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Bet on it. And then, while the government is translating your brain activity into binary code with that chip, that same chip is going to be able to have all your information, and they're already practicing it. They're already practicing it. There's a video, I'll tweet it out, Jeffy MRA, that they're chipping it out, and they're going to, they, this guy scans it, and it goes, you know, it's, it's, a, it's at the airport, and this is in Europe. Uh, no question that, uh, you know, it's, it, it will start in Europe first. They're all, they'll chip everybody. They'll chip everybody. But this is just his way of trying to help the future and the safety of all the people. Put the microchip in, put it right in between your thumb and your first finger into that loose skin there, and boop, chip away, you go. And you put all your information on there, and that's it. You're done. Now, the only thing that makes me concerned about this is that the microchip company that sends you the kit, and you get the kit, you get the needle, you get the the, the antibacterial soap, and you can you know you can do it yourself, or you can get a you know medical professional to do it. And I'm sure there'll be enough government regulations once it hits that you're going to have to get a, a certified chip inserter. Can't do it yourself. You must get the certified chip in, inserter. But that the company that makes it is called Dangerous Things. Makes me a little nervous. It's a little nervous. But when I tweeted out, the link to Dangerous Things is in there, so you can go to their company website and uh, see what else they offer and what else they're working on at Dangerous Things. Then come back to me and tell me, I'm not going to get chipped. Uh Uh-huh. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget Mike Opelka, Pierre Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. I'm not sure if he has any extra special little giveaways today, but be sure to listen and find out because if he does, you know you're going to want it. And then you have Doc and Skip immediately following him, 10 to noon Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Give you a little uh, what's happening in New Hampshire as the Blaze Television Network carries the New Hampshire Town Hall all day long. And then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, all right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Then Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. I mean, there really is no need for you to switch around, poke around, try to listen to other things. Just theblaze.com slash radio. <laughs> Hello. 
All right, you can listen on iHeart too. It's fine. Whatever you want. Fine, whatever. Just you know, you could just use the Blaze app. <laughs> I mean, it's really easy. <laughs> I mean, even I can do it, okay? So, frigophobia. You know it's not real, right? But you do know that people are overweight. Inclu- you know, I mean, we've thought about it and talked about it at nauseum. And different ways to lose weight and what you can do to help yourself. Well, in England, now they have a soccer league exclusively for fat guys. It's fat guy soccer. However, while it's fat guy soccer, their point is they want to try to have people lose weight. So you can't play if your body mass is 30 or below. Can't do it. Sorry, it's over. If you're 30 or below, you're not playing fat guy soccer. But that's kind of what they want, right? So they've got teams, uh, Interpies, XL Legends, and Beer Bellies United. You get points in the league for win and pounds lost during the season. So it's a good way for you know fat guys to lose weight. Get a little healthier out there playing soccer. You know, fat guys are, you know, look, I am one of, I know there's many of us who are, you know, athletically overweight. I'm one of those people. And look, we have the same problems that you have. Okay. But when you're athletically overweight, you want to do sporting events, and sometimes you can keep up with people who are not athletically overweight, but most of the time it's, you know, your own league. And that's what they're doing in England. Congratulations for Fat Guy Soccer. I am a huge fan of Fat Guy Soccer. I never did get to the list of the five most racially divisive people of 2015, according to Bishop E.W. Jackson. We can get to them quickly. Uh, the fourth runner-up, uh, Black Lives Matter. The third runner-up, Al Sharpton. The second runner-up, Hillary Clinton. The first runner-up, Barack Hussein Obama. And the divider of the year, Dorian Johnson. Dorian Johnson, the distinguished friend who assisted the late Michael Brown in the strong-armed robbery of a convenience store in Ferguson, Missouri, on August 9, 2014. The robbery led Ferguson police. You know what happened in Ferguson. And Dorian Johnson, divider of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations to Dorian Johnson for being the E.W. Jackson's divider of the year. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I know it's cold out there where you live. Stay safe. And, uh, you know... No matter what you're wearing, you look great today. Okay, you don't look, it doesn't look that good on you, but you know, it's cold outside, so stay warm. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.